Hi. Uh, it's just me. It's your host, Mike. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how to fucking do this by myself. It just feels weird. Hi. Welcome to Dub Rocks. I'm sitting here by myself today. I just want to get this quick episode up. Today is Saturday, and this will be posting tonight. I had a nice little idea. Something a little different in lieu of a regular episode this week. Uh, this is Rocks Rex. Some uh, movie recommendations that I've curated on a specific topic. And uh, this first episode of Rocks Rex, let me pull up my notes here. I should have been better prepared for this. Is called Off the Menu because these are movies about cooking or food or just those things. Cooking or food. <laughs> Uh, none of these movies are in the collection at all. I've kind of picked these at random. I, to be honest, they, I just Google searched movies about food and cooking and just went through the ones. I was like, oh, I've seen this or I've seen that. And, uh, kind of just threw them all together. Picked, how many do I have here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven movies listed here. Excuse me. <clears throat> Drinking some orange juice and it's getting me fluidy. But uh, I, I really like to cook, and <laughs> I really like food, too, so this is combining those two passions, blending them up in a nice little dish of Rocks Racks. So we're going to start out with the oldest one on this list, which is the movie Big Night, which came out in 1996. Uh, tagline for the movie on IMDb is New Jersey, the 1950s. Two brothers run an Italian restaurant. Business is not going well as a rival Italian restaurant is out-competing them. In a final effort to save the restaurant, the brothers plan to put on an evening of incredible food. Great. This is a fun movie. I don't know if, obviously, <laughs> no one listening to this has ever seen this movie. Um, if you've seen this movie, it's probably because there's a, a food that he makes later on in the movie called a timpano, which we'll, we'll get to, that they've, that they've made on... Uh, that binging with Babish show on YouTube, which is probably the most relevant. Because as soon as I Google Timpano, it's the first thing that comes up. Um, the movie Big Night, co-written, co-directed, and co-starring Stanley Tucci. A little bit of vanity project there, Stan. Come on, dude. Really? And right off the bat, I mean, I've been on a hot... You know, I've been, I've been pretty hot on the wigs since House of the Dragon started. And <laughs> I really do just gotta say that not a bad rug on Stanley Tucci in this. I mean, Titanic came out the following year, and I'm kind of convinced that this is the same exact wig that Billy Zane wore in that. He's got the little, you know, the strands coming down. Very, very 90s type of wig. Uh, Co-directed by Campbell Scott, who I I don't know this guy at all. Um, He's the son of George C. Scott, who I know him as like a famous actor in a bunch of old stuff that I've probably never seen. I know that I haven't seen. Uh, But he's definitely been in a bunch of shit. Uh, Campbell Scott is also in Big Night. What else is he? He plays Richard Parker in The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Um, That's got... What's that food? Branzino? Big fucking giant fish that he eats with Dennis Leary. Whatever happened to Dennis Leary? Who cares? Fuck that dude. I'm reading Campbell Scott's filmography now. He's in House of Cards as Mark Usher. That must have been after I stopped watching it. Cue my Frank Underwood impression. Eating some of fucking Freddy's ribs. My one guilty pleasure is a good rack of ribs. Hold on, I'm gonna get the fucking full quote now. <laughs> it says something like that, right? Freddie, get me my ribs going. My one guilty pleasure is a good rack of ribs, even at 7.30 in the morning. That's I'm, I'm mixing a couple here. A little Morgan Freeman. I'll land on it. 
I have the whole place to myself. He, I, you know what? Bullshit, dude. You're not eating fucking ribs at 7.30 in the morning. A rack of ribs is a luxury, like Christmas in July. Fuck you, Frank. Whatever happened to him? And, oh, I mean, I know what happened to him, but... Great actor, though. God bless you, wherever you're at. Uh, God, your name's fucking lost to the fucking woke gods. I can't even pull it from the fucking my ass. Oh, I don't want to have anything, anything to do with my ass. God, the, what the fuck? Kevin Spacey. What the fuck? Wow. Whew. Bad times, bad times. Uh, who else is in this big night? <laughs> Let's keep it going here. Tony Shalhoub. Great, the great Tony Shalhoub. And Mark Anthony. Obviously most famous for being married to J-Lo. At one point, that is. Oh, did you hear that? Who's also in Hackers? I love the movie Hackers. Oh, that's right. He's like a fucking FBI agent in Hackers. Hackers is a great movie. We'll have to get Rich. I don't think Rich has ever seen Hackers. So uh, I'll put that on the list of movies for him to watch. And give me a, a book report about. A movie report. He'll watch the movie. So you don't have to. Although if you've never seen Hackers, you should really watch it. Angelina Jolie's in it. And she's got perky titties. Uh, let's make sure she's of age and I can say that. Hackers, Angelina Jolie, 1995. She had to be of age, right? I don't know. There's no way she's not. I mean, she's 47 now. She's 75. She was 20. Okay, all right, yeah. Angie's titties are great in that movie. Not as great as hers as they are in uh, Tomb Raider, but great in uh, Hackers. More like fucking smackers, if you know what I'm saying. Great one. God damn it. You know what? I need Rich here to laugh at my fucking bad jokes. That's why that doesn't work. Do I have like a laugh track on somewhere? I know I have the audience. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Oh, God. You guys are too nice. You guys are too nice. I appreciate that, though. Oh, fuck. Thank you. Yeah, my jokes are pretty good. Oh, man. I'm not seeing an audience laughter thing here. Damn it. Okay, back into this. I'm probably just going to cut that because I was stupid. Um, But again, so it's this whole fucking thing. So I'm talking to myself in my living room and adjusting the microphone. Uh, the movie, the restaurant in the movie, Paradise, is the name of the restaurant. The Tony Shalhoub and um, Stanley Tucci are brothers, and they have a restaurant called Paradise. It's kind of failing because they are they have like a rival restaurant up the street who they're like friendly with. It's kind of it's kind of like weird. Um, the restaurant's called Pascal's, and the owner Pascal is played by the uh, the great Ian Holm, friend of the show, The Fifth Element. Um, he says that he's going to help them, you know, keep the restaurant open. They go to him for a loan, and he's going to help them get the restaurant, like, popular again by having famous singer Louis Prima eat there. But, um, you know, spoilers by the end, Louis Prima doesn't show up, and you find out Ian Holm never really called him. Yeah. Shitty guy, Ian Holm. But um, <laughs> it's a whole movie about the kind of cooking and family shit and relationship problems. Unsaid feelings, I guess you could say. There's a really great ending to it where there's, like, a silent ending where they don't really talk much and it's uh it's it's one to watch probably that very dated but not really because it's a period piece i mean it's set in the 50s so it's not really like a time where you're like ugh like a lot of nine like i mean if you watch hackers now that'd be one you'd watch and be like uh this is very dated so like we're on the world wide web we've got to hack the planet fucking hackers is a great movie god damn it you know what let me just cancel this whole idea and just do a movie about it's still pot about hackers let me just start from the beginning here uh let me just redo the intro and we'll start about hackers right that's a joke okay we're just gonna keep going here but like the big movie uh food thing in that is a thing called a timpano which is like a big fucking italian monstrosity of a bunch of shit thrown in like a pasta bowl almost it looks pretty good, but it's like, I don't know. 
it's kind of like Italian food and Mexican food are the same thing. It's just the same shit and just throw, blend it differently. Not much else on Big Night. Like I said, I'm not doing too much super, super research into these. Should we skip alphabetical order? Or alphabetical order? Wow. Should we skip chronological order, I should say? You know what? No, let's save it. Because these two here I have at the end aren't really... They're more of honorable mention movies about restaurants more than the food itself. but And like cooking itself, I should say. Uh, next on the list is the movie Chef, which I, I did reach out to my co-host for with this idea. And I said, yo, can you give me a couple... um." you know, examples of movies about food or cooking, and Chef was one of the only ones he could throw at me. The other one he threw at me was the new show, The Bear, which I'm keeping kind of separate. I don't really want to watch that bullshit, but, you know, lips in it, and it looks cool. It's, it's a real cool guy, right? I don't know. I should just I should just watch it and stop being a fucking prick. The movie Chef, obviously, is great. 2014, John Favreau doesn't need to do this kind of... I mean, it's John Favreau's idea. He does need to do this kind of shit. He loves... You know, there's another one written, directed, and starring John Favreau. Go for it, man. You and Stanley Tucci. When it's about food, that's when the real passion comes out, you know? People have passion for food, so that comes out in their, in their medium. I'm a podcaster, professional podcaster, so I'm podcasting about food. John Favreau loves food. <laughs> I'm the John Favreau podcast. <laughs> I'll say it right here. Uh, but the movie Chef 2014, a head chef quits his restaurant job and buys a food truck in an effort to reclaim his creative promise. No, that's right. Okay, I thought I misread that. While piecing back together his estranged family in an effort to reclaim his creative promise. Obviously, the great John Favreau needs, needs no introduction. He's another friend of the show. But everything from Rudy, The Replacements. Isn't Batman Forever? And Daredevil 2003. Oh, there's a timer. Let me pause this and go change my laundry over. Okay, and I'm back. <laughs> Let me just catch my breath here because I'm fat as fuck and I was just running up the stairs. Where were we? John Favreau, right? And his great movie, the Chef. Which, like, is lighthearted enough. It's like a nice lighthearted movie. John Favreau and fucking Sofia Vergara as his sexy wife. Rob Downey Jr. John Leguizamo. All these goddamn damn interruptions where were we john favreau finally right <sighs> i gotta pull that fucking some uh some tazan day moves and move my mic my mouth away from the mic so i can breathe how's that <laughs> batman forever which i didn't realize he was in daredevil 2003 i mean right there don't john favreau's crossing worlds you know way back when 2003 and of course, his creation or his role in the creation of the MCU, as we once knew and loved it. Ugh, that sounds so terrible. It sounds so fucking corny to even say, but it's true. Where are you, John? We need you. Well, I'm making the Mandalorian now. That's a fucking terrible John Favreau impression. I don't think I could do an impression of John Favreau. What's next on this list? I got nothing else to say about that movie. Chef's a great movie. Great soundtrack in Chef. There's a few songs throughout that that I really like. I feel like there's one. Um, Huh. See if I can track it down now. Chef. Yeah, this is it, right? Yeah. It's Sexual Healing by a big brass band that they uh, play, I think, when they're going into New Orleans. But great song. Fun movie. Great song. Great fucking food stuff in that. When he makes his like sandwiches and all that bullshit like that. And that nasty fucking food truck they have to clean out and remake. Not remake, just remodel, I should say. But 
again, not much else to say about the movie Chef, I guess, right? Who else is in it? Scarjo's in it. There's a fucking great scene where like he makes her fucking some type of pasta with garlic and I think it's just garlic and oil pasta. Spaghetti aioli. And gives it to Scarjo and she like fucking creams herself before he fucks her. That's a great scene. <laughs> for him and for her. <laughs> I don't know who I'm more jealous of in that scene. She gets to eat that food and I guess be fucked by John Favreau. <laughs> yeah, John Leguizamo's in this. Great John Leguizamo, another friend of the show. You know, he's Luigi, so much respect to Johnny Legs. Bobby Cannavale, MCU actor. Big dumb face Bobby Cannavale. Someone else called him that. I'm just repeating that word I heard somewhere else. Uh, what else is he in? Obviously in Ant-Man, we said that, but what's his big thing? He was in, what, King of Queens? Is that his big show? I'm asking Rich, but he's not here to answer. Oh, he was in Boardwalk Empire, but that's not what I'm thinking of. He was in definitely King of Queens, right? I don't know. I never watched the show anyway. Terrible show. I live it, so why would I watch it? Except the wife and the friends. (laughs) Oh, God damn it. I'm still looking at Bobby Cannavale's fucking filmography here no he wasn't in fucking the king of queens what was like his big tv show why do i know him like that from a tv show probably nothing good who cares fuck that dude who else is in i said it's a favorite dustin hoffman great dustin hoffman oliver platt oliver platt friend of the show i mean he's in lake placid that's a great movie right and also ready to rumble another great movie should we go to yeah let's just go to his imdb who we can 2012 Bicentennial, man. Oof, I guess he didn't make fucking all hits. Oh, okay. Now he's in those Chicago shows. Chicago Med, Chicago Justice, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. Good for you, Oliver. OP's OP, if you know what I'm saying. Hmm. Back to Chef. I feel like the stakes aren't that high. (laughs) Pun intended. Ooh, cut the check. (laughs) But, like, yeah, the stakes aren't that high. They're just having fun the whole time. I mean, it's like him rekindling his connect, his relationship with his son and like his ex-wife, I guess, too. But it's a fun movie. It's just a fun, fun movie. The next movie on the list is kind of like the anti-chef movie. Not really, but Burnt. I don't know if any listeners have seen the movie Burnt in 2015. came out the next year. Uh, tagline is, Adam Jones is a chef who destroyed his career with drugs and diva behavior. He cleans up and returns to London determined to redeem himself by spearheading a top restaurant that can gain three Michelin stars. Corny, terrible, self-serious chef ripoff. Fuck you. Nah, that's like a hot take, because who else, who has seen this movie and has like any type of like, you know, <laughs> like loyalty to it or fucking passion about it that they're like, fuck you, Burns great. Bradley Cooper as Adam Jones is fucking amazing, bro. Fuck you. But this movie, honestly, I don't remember anything about it. I, I definitely saw I know I saw it, but it made zero impression on me. I do remember the beginning of Bradley Cooper shucking, like, a million oysters as some sort of, like, self-punishment or something corny like that. I watched the trailer to try to remember more, but it's all shots of, like, Bradley Cooper looking like a cool guy with sunglasses on and, like, a leather jacket. And, like, this is post-fucking this is post fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. Brad, come on. But I guess this movie's been in, let's look in the production of this, was in the production in, before they made Chef, but it was going to be called Chef, and then Favreau just stole that one. Fucking swept the rug right out from under you, fucking uh, BC. Bradley Cooper, you fucking suck anyway. That's not true. Bradley Cooper's great. If you don't like Bradley Cooper, you can go fuck yourself. Although this movie's not a winner. He still makes stinkers, I guess, right? Silver Linings Playbook. Joy. I don't know. I don't even know if he's in Joy. 
there was just a stretch of all those movies that came out in like what is it 2012 to 2016 or that Bradley Cooper did I just I, I was blocked out for let's let's take a nice little detour I, I don't have literally anything else to say about the movie burnt just that it's a movie that was that is a movie that came out in 2015 and Bradley Cooper was in it and some other people Sienna Miller which I know that name but nothing I couldn't give you shit she's in she was in a TV show maybe not gonna look it up because I don't care <laughs> Uh, Ratatouille, 2007, a rat who can cook makes an unusual alliance with a young kitchen worker at a famous Paris restaurant. I mean, I'm sure everyone's seen Ratatouille, right? Patton Oswalt's in it. Guess who else is in this? That's right, the previously mentioned Ian Holm. Friend of the show, baby. Friend of the show because, you know, he played Ash and Alien, you know, the original fucking android. He taught fucking Michael Fassbender everything he goddamn knows. And Lance Reddick, if you know, if I'm being honest. He's also in Time Bandits, and I don't know if that's been mentioned on the show or not, but expect that movie also. Uh, I'm going to ask my co-host to watch that and come in with some notes. That'll be another one that he has to uh, give me some fucking, a book report, a movie report on. Ian Holm voices Skinner in Ratatouille. I don't know who that is. If that's like the food critic or if that's like the little guy. But... Uh, he's also in Big Night, which we said. He died in 2020. And, <laughs> yeah, he's died in 2020. He's definitely rolling in his fucking grave right now because he was uh, Bilbo Baggins and Amazon. The Amazon Lord of the Rings debacle that's going on right now. Something about Ratatouille, like animated food in general, I feel like just looks better the way they, you know, draw and everything like that. Food and anime more specifically. You know, it just, it hits different, you know? Just Google the words anime Food, you know, anime food, and you'll see what I'm saying. I know that if my co-host Rich were here, he would definitely agree with me. And maybe cite some like Dragon Ball Z food, dinosaur tail steaks, maybe chocolate bars made from my enemies. <laughs> yup, and I mean Dragon Ball Super kind of made it a plot point about the delicious food too. That <laughs> like, you know, there's nothing else. like what what else is our do our planet? What else as a species do we have to offer besides our our food, our culinary dishes to the world and the universe at large? Yeah, Ratatouille, uh, like, even, like, that dish, you know, the eponymous dish, cooked at the end of the movie, looks delicious, and I know that if I tried to replicate it, I'd fuck, fucking ruin it, and probably the mystique of, like, the whole thing of the movie. Not that, like, it's, it's another one that I'm like, oh, Ratatouille's a great movie. It's not, I don't own it, I don't have it, it's not in the collection. And fuck, kind of fuck Patton Oswalt, I don't really like him anyway. He's kind of a dick, dickweed. He's kind of, like, made his living off, like, being a nerd, which is fair. I mean, I'm trying to not do it now because I'm not, <laughs> I won't be making any money from this ever. But it's, a, uh, it's just, like, he's a little bit of a twerp, I guess. I'm a twerp. He's in King of Queens, right? Speaking of King of Queens. Yeah, you know what? I'm Pat Oswald. Who am I kidding? I wish I was Pat Oswald. Who am I fucking kidding? Um, it's a super risky, t- I feel like it was a super risky take on Disney's part to make this fucking movie. I mean, I'd like to think that, like, the pitch meeting was something like, you know. <laughs> okay, first I'd like to thank the executive creative board um, for having this meeting with me. Thank you, Mr. Lassiter. Thank you, Mr. Mouse. I'm a huge fan of your movies, and I, you know, I really just hope that we can contribute to the, the Disney Pixar family. Like, yeah, yeah, kid, stop kissing my ass and get onto the pitch. I've got an empire to run. <laughs> like, oh, Mr. Mouse, yes, Mr. Mouse, I'm so sorry. So our, our, missed, our next Pixar movie, we have a great, great idea for something a little different. You know, we've done toys that have hopes and dreams. We've done 
bugs that have hopes and dreams, monsters, fish, cars, all with hopes and dreams. What we haven't done and what we really feel we need to do is focus in on the hopes and dreams of rodents. We're listening. Huh? People tend to look at rodents with disgust, but we want to change all that with our new movie, Rat Chef, about a French rat in Paris that sneaks into a fancy restaurant, not just to steal the food, but to cook it. The rat can cook? <laughs> not just that, but he's better than everyone else, and he uses humans to serve all of his needs. I love it! Cut the check! Ha ha! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mr. Mouse, I'm so happy that you love the idea. We gotta do something about the name, though. Rat Chef? Uh, we'll, we'll talk to marketing. The last, like, I guess, you know, movie that was on this list that I pulled that I've seen is Hero Dreams of Sushi, which it was came out in 2011. Um, documentary about an 85-year-old sushi master, Hiro Ono, uh, and his renowned Tokyo restaurant, and his relationship with his son and eventual heir, Yoshikazu. That was pretty good. Let me see that again. Yoshikazu. Yeah, and where's the gong? Just for good matter. Okay. Uh, this movie, I watched this movie on like a long train ride from Alabama to Philadelphia. Um, another passenger was like going off about how much she fucking loved it. And I think it was on Netflix at the time. It definitely was. I think it was like one of those, you know, 2011. So it was like a big Netflix, like when they were first doing fucking big premieres like that. It's a Netflix movie. I really like this movie. You know, the shots are very nice looking and, and the food itself is like presented very beautifully and... You know, it looks very nice with the violin orchestra music behind it and everything like that. And I just feel like the amount of care that goes into all of that stuff. And and in Japan in general, like, they really have their own kind of, like, pride for, like, little things like that. And you ca they kind of say that stuff in the movie. I watched the trailer for this one, too, just to make sure I wasn't, like, misremembering shit. Because I was like, was there violins behind some of the... Or was I just, that's just playing in my head when I see, like, this food that I want to eat. <laughs> Hiro, I think, himself says something about Jiro. Like, Jiro, Hiro? I'm going to say... G G it's got a J, but I don't know if it's Jiro. Who knows? Let's say Hero. Is it Hero or Jiro? Let's look it up so I don't I'm not Is it Jiro or Hero? Jiro. Jiro. Yeah, it is Jiro. 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 Jiro dreams of sushi. I'm sorry, Hero. I just I just I went for the Spanish version of it, you know what I mean? I just dropped it, but I shouldn't have. It's Jiro dreams of sushi. I'm sorry, Jiro. Not Jiro, that's somebody else, but Jiro dreams of sushi. And um, he's like old as fuck, and he's talking about one time, you know, in the documentary about people not having uh, the sense of pride and, you know, love for their work, I guess, kind of stuff, which who the fuck does, right? <laughs> who really loves what they do, if we're being honest? But uh, it's just how Japanese people are, you know? I think we should have more customs like they do. I'm trying to think of the most craziest one. We should have more tentacle porn. More tentacle porn for sure. For sure. And that's not probably even the craziest one. <sighs> I mean, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. So hopefully if you've stuck with me this long, you'll, you'll hear this and you won't immediately turn this off. You'll listen to what I have to say because it's very controversial and it's a hot take. Sushi sucks. I don't like it. I don't think it's nearly as good as people pretend it is. It looks good and it looks cool. 
and it's like the choice for when white people want to use chopsticks. But it doesn't do it for me. Now, I'm sure if I went to Japan, you know, fuck it. I don't have to go to Japan. I'm sure that if I went to like a nice, like high-end sushi place somewhere, like in the city or whatever, I would enjoy the food. I mean, I'd have to, right? Or like, I don't know, I would just have to convince myself that I liked it. So like for the fucking price tag of it. But I mean, sure, like, especially if I went to Japan, like I'm sure I'd be like, okay, this is, this is different. You'd, you'd lose yourself in a little more, but like having feel like Northeast Philly sushi and like, you know, Philadelphia suburb sushi just does, has never done it for me. We're like, this is, this is great stuff. Not good at all. Sorry. So I, I hope you've listened to this so far. And uh, if you're friends with me and you, and you think that's like a deal breaker, I don't want to hear about it. I don't care. Just delete my number. That'd be cool. Nobody calls me. <laughs> no friends. Oh, God. This is fucking depressing and so shitty. What else do I have? I got some honorable mention movies. These are the honorable mention movies. Let me grab a drink right here. That's the other thing, too. I can't drink beers by my fucking self because I don't have a co-host here. I'm about to get, like, a fucking a mannequin just so I can toast beers with it so I don't feel like a fucking alcoholic. Yeah, some honorable mention movies. I mean, 2005, Waiting is a classic, I'm sure. Everyone's seen Waiting. Because mm-hmm. we suck. Young employees at Shenanigans Restaurant collectively stave off boredom and adulthood with their antics. It's basically the clerks of the restaurant. Except <laughs> way more funny. Um, this actually is in the collection. The old, old DVD collection. It was a purchase. Um, I've seen this movie a lot just from having that, you know, the DVD. Very accurate representation of restaurants and the people who work in them. And I would bet anyone who's ever worked at a restaurant would say the same. Like, that they, they knew someone like that. I mean, we didn't show our nuts together like that. I mean, not just showing our nuts like to each other like that, but back in 2005 when they tried to make Dan Cook a movie star, and it just didn't work. He was in a couple of different movies, but this is, like, I feel like the beginning of his uh, ramp up into not being a movie star. Because then he did, what, Employee of the Month, Good Luck Chuck... And were all these movies that came out? <clears throat> Excuse me. Waiting, Employee of the Month, Mr. Brooks, Good Luck Chuck, Dan in Real Life. Gonna start calling that Moose in Real Life. And then that's it. He just did some other shit, but everyone's like, you know what, Dane, you're not a movie star, bro. He's the main voice in Planes, which now I'm reading is not a Pixar movie. But it's a Disney movie that's spun off from the Pixar universe, which is weird. Pixar is, didn't produce planes either, did it? Nope, not being produced by Pixar. That's even weirder. Fuck you, Dan Cook, wherever you're at. No, I like Dan Cook, and I feel bad that his brother stole all his money. I know I know that story, Dane. I know that goes. Nah, this is just wasting time. Uh, waiting's a fun one. Story of, you know, all little vignettes, I feel like, and then strung through the whole movie, but not really. Uh... Just a bunch of scenes that aren't really connected to each other. Just because it's the kid Mitch's first day learning the restaurant, right? Played by the kid from, um, oh God, Freaks and Geeks. Another classic show that I saw in my parting days, my streaming, my my torrenting days, I should say. Shenanigans Restaurant, which is another, I don't, like, obviously based on Bennigan's, but Shenanigans Restaurant in Broken Lizard in uh, Super Troopers. Shenanigans? You're talking about Shenanigans, right? Nice little crossing of the world, I guess. But our other honorable mention movie about restaurants, speaking of Broken Lizard, see that segue? I did that on purpose, is The Slammin' Salmon. I don't know if you ever Slammin' Salmon. Have you ever seen that? But it came out in 2009. 
One of those Broken Lizard movies, the owner of a Miami restaurant indebted to the mob institutes a contest to see what waiter can earn the most money in one night. And like I said, I like the Broken Lizard guys. I think we touched on those movies, specifically Beer Fest at some point uh, last week because we were talking about Nazis, right? Yeah. But I don't know if that made the cut or not. Um, I definitely liked Club Dread, too. It was a different change of pace from Super Troopers. I think that's their second movie that came out, which is like, uh, you know, an island murder mystery. Kind of like the Scooby-Doo movie that came out. <laughs> They're kind of like the same movie, right? Scooby-Doo and Monster Island, or Monsters Unleashed, whatever one it was. The live action. The one with fucking Freddy. Freddy Prince and fucking Matthew Lillard. Oh, I can't, Scoob! Not that bad. We'll get there. I'll work on that one. Uh, all the usual suspects are in this one, you know? All their fucking Broken Lizard guys. Jay Chandra Sikar. Boom. I got that one. Kevin Heffernan. Steve Lemmy, um, Eric Stockholtz, I don't know, uh, Eric, I don't know your name, and I'm not looking it up, I got those off memory, so fuck you, um, but Michael Clark Duncan's in this, as Cleon Zaman, the fucking owner of the restaurant, and he's really terrible, like, just ter- truly terrible, his acting's terrible, and the script is terrible, this is just a really shitty movie altogether, and, like, I don't know why it didn't... Why, you know, it's an honorable mention just because it's about restaurants, but it's not really honorable at all. Uh, Michael Clark Duncan's usually pretty good, though. I mean, he's barely in the collection, if I'm being honest. Sin City's in the old DVD collection. I think The Scorpion King might be in the old DVD collection. I mean, I would I would like it to be. That's why I'm saying that, and I think he's in that. He's definitely in that. Who am I kidding? But, like, he's... Is he still making movies? Oh, he's not still making movies. No, he's dead. And... He's been dead for over 10 years now. <laughs> That's not funny. It's just, um, I really thought for a second, I was like, what's he done lately? Is he still making movies? You fucking asshole. Oh, fuck. That's not good. Yeah, in the movie, he's indebted to the Yakuza. He's indebted to the Yakuza. Shout out to Jiro, my boy. And at the end, we find out that Michael Clark Duncan just fucked up the exchange rate and he owes them yen instead of dollars so it's like 20 bucks or whatever the fuck he's a big dummy but uh kobe smolders is also in this and she's like she's putting up with their bullshit throughout it i mean like at this point she's four years into how i met your mother and i really guess that this was her attempt to kind of break out into movies um similar to dane cook who else similar to fucking jiro son yakahoshi <laughs> similar to fucking just those people, right? Just a nice callback to Dane Cook, Kobe Smolders. I mean, she I really do feel like this is just her trying to break out into movies, but it just didn't work. Uh, it's my laundry again. Here we go. Pause. Okay, I'm back again. Just got my laundry out. I'll have to get more in a little bit, but uh, we were talking Kobe Smolders, right? I thought it was, always thought it was Colby Smolders, but it's just Kobe Smolders, right? No L in the first name. Dumb bitch. But trying to break out in the movies and it just didn't work and she just went back to go to just do her show <laughs> just do the show for uh three years before her actual big breakout role in friend of the show kobe smolders that's right the avengers and now she's making that fucking franchise money she was making fucking you know that tv syndication money but now she's making that franchise money she's gonna be in the new secret wars secret Wars, secret invasion series on disney plus and then and you know even though like the shows have been dog shit for the most part um, and, and I planned on just not watching any more new TV shows on any platform. 
I gotta say, I'm into it. The trailer looked great. I fucking love Samuel L. Jackson, friend of the show, and I hope it can save the dying MCU. Let me pull up a short clip of the trailer here. For years, you've been avoiding Earth. But I have called for your help plenty of other times, and you've been pretty content to let those calls go straight to voicemail. Thank you, Kobe. Yeah, well, this is different. Oh, that's a weird 80-yard line. He doesn't really say that, right? This is different. Hmm. Definitely something else, but... Kobe Smolders doing the voiceover right there. First line of the trailer. She's making that great money. And we'll see her soon, I hope. But not really. Um, a couple more celebrity cameos in this movie. Both actors that are from other movies and just famous celebrities as themselves. Ugh, Lance Henriksen's in it. Another friend of the show mentioned earlier and heard from last week in that Omen 2 clip. Oh god. No oh, god. I think I'm I think I'm dying. <sighs> Olivia Munn shows up for a few lines in this. You know, and I thought she was more famous. I thought she, I definitely thought she was more famous going into this movie, but I I'm looking into her filmography and she is she was not in like anything, really. G4 famous Olivia Munn, which I don't know if you're following anything about G4 now is like kind of imploding cuz it it died and then came back and now it's like kind of it's got a go woke, go broke situation kind of thing going on over at G4, if you care. But I know you don't. Slammin' Salmon, shitty movie, shitty ending, all around. I mean, it's a bad movie all around, but it's got a particularly bad ending. I mean, <laughs> just like this episode of Dub Rocks. Thank you. Bye.